Welcome to We Are Live. I am Travis Terrell, and you are joining us on this fine day here in St. Louis. Do not adjust your cameras. Do not freak out because you do not hear the sultry sounds of one Chris Denman. We have decided to go across the pond and bring in a reliever. It's black and red today here on We Are Live. Joining me in studio in place of Chris Denman, who is on assignment, none other than the great John B.B. Abai Jack. How John. Hello, governor. Oh, here we go. Uh, hello. Hello, crumpets and tea. Listen, I have a rule that every single day, one human that I meet or interact with impersonates me. It doesn't. One day, a UPS guy came to my front door and impersonated me as he gave me a package. And I was like, really? really? Is this where we're at? <laughs> How did he know to just... Well, no, because he, he was obviously my UPS guy, but he was just then went off on one with a British accent. I was just like, oh, is this, is this how this works? Hello, Clive Owen. Oh, my God. See, I would impersonate you, but I just feel that that might be inappropriate. That would probably is... end our live stream. That would be it for us as a show. <laughs> of course, always producing this amazing program. Technical extraordinaire, Christopher Gartner. What you into? Uh, there he is. He's Good moved. morning, gentlemen. He's moved into the bottom corner now. <laughs> You're also missing the beautiful voice of one Brie Weaver, who is uh, not necessarily on assignment. She's with her homegirls as they're hitting the streets to Nashville for uh, a birthday party this weekend. So Brie got a head start on the road with her girlfriend. So it's going to be myself, Biebs, Gatna on this fine Friday. Gentlemen, we have ended week one of the return, the reimagination of one. We are live. Your early thoughts on this first week embarrassing ourselves in front of the camera. Hmm. Mm. Well. Oh, boy. Hmm. Oh, boy. I think I may have stepped in it now. Oh, boy. Well, I don't know about that. Mm. I don't have many thoughts on the first week. To be honest, it's been kind of a blur. And it's been a huge, well, to be honest, the last three weeks has been a blur. I mean, yeah. honestly, it was like a whirlwind. It's just, I think it's getting through the first week and then yes. kind of settling in. We, so, the, one of the, I funny, don't care. the funniest thing was the rehearsal we did last Sunday when we were in here. And I was saying to you guys, I was like, you do realize there's four cameras in here. And you were just like, oh, like, oh, oh, because you've been doing radio for so long that there weren't cameras on you. And it was like, guys, you're, you're on film. It is, it is a, an incredible adjustment because, yeah, Bees is right. We were doing radio and pod with no cameras for three plus years. And we have terrible body language. We have terrible facial expressions. We are easily <laughs> distracted. And so now that we have four different camera, camera angles on what we're doing, um, you become subconscious if you will about certain things you do and brie has been very good about mm -hmm. keeping us in line about <laughs> some of our little ticks because we'll do it and fall back into bad habits and we have to remind ourselves. travis knock it off there's yes <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah, and rightfully so um but we talked about this first week being a whirlwind and embarrassing ourselves mm -hmm. i have some news today I unfortunately was hacked. I uh, <laughs> the, hacked where uh, my my personal photos were hacked and leaked. On were they my, on the on the cloud or something? Uh, or they they were in the Wi-Fi. I think it gets the oh, Wi-Fi in the Wi-Fi. Was in the Wi-Fi. This sounds like my grandfather talking about <laughs> the it, internet. It got caught up in the Wi-Fi and 
So when you say hacked, though, and mm. your personal photos were hacked, mm. what you're saying is they were there, right? They were. So you're saying the photos that were there are real. They're real photos. But That's no. what you just said with the statement you made. They were photos for my personal use. Okay, but they're real. Yeah, they're they're real. I mean, I'm not going to sit up here and lie to anybody. I'm not that kind of person. Why would I lie just for my own personal benefit? I wouldn't do that. I don't even know a black man currently in the news who would ever consider yeah. doing something like that. But I... Hashtag Terrell hoax. Mm. <laughs> God. We'll get into that more later in the show as well. Really? But, uh, well, <laughs> I just recently... <laughs> We just recently discovered that Biebs, who is one of the hardest working humans on earth. <laughs> right before the show. Right before the show, told Gardner and I, hey, have you heard this story about this African-American actor yeah. uh, paying two black men to essentially beat him up so he can... And I we thought, just we stared at Beebs for a second, and then we stared at each other. Well, and I, we honestly, like, when I said it, and you were doing with that, us? when you did that yes. stare, I was like... Was I listening to like a joke radio channel? And you're like, what? What? And then you're like, oh no, we've been talking about this all week. And I was just like, so oblivious. Beebs was in another country two weeks ago, and a guy <laughs> literally runs an incredibly successful merchandise. It'll be in another company. country tomorrow. It'll be in another country tomorrow. So the guy is just all over the place. So it makes sense that he has been living under a rock. So when he said it, I was like, okay, I think he's messing with us. Mm -hmm. But then again, Beebs isn't news freaks like us where we're consumed by everything on social <laughs> and I, media. And I, quite honestly, too, I forgot until Beebs brought it up before the show, too. I forgot we were still in a national emergency. Yes. He was like, well, I've just been more concerned about the national emergency right. at the border. And I was like, that is a responsible citizen. That and is me, like, too, yes. since I'm dabbling in MAGA now. Yes, so. I, and we have all noticed. <laughs> but speaking of MAGA, I believe one of their tech guys mm -hmm. got into my phone russians i would assume i i'll be honest i ain't north koreans a, i ain't never met a russian a day in my life i don't if a russian walked in here right now i'd be like hello mate i don't know even how to talk to him i don't how does that work with them but i think they got into my phone and uh -huh. they released some photos that i really didn't want the world to see. So I'm just glad we were able to scour the internet, well, erase I mean, I've, those photos, I've seen and delete this, it from... I've seen this photo, and what I'm amazed about was, I mean, there must have been professional photography in it because there's no selfie stick. Oh, boy. There we go. Oh, God. There we go. Oh, I mean, boy. You and... So what is this? Now, oh, you've boy. admitted it to being real. <laughs> Who took the photo? Um... <laughs> I think it was my security cam in my apartment. Uh huh. Um, why they have cameras inside my apartment, I don't know. But so is this Mardi Gras Tupac's ghost, or what is this? Okay. Now, why, why is why is Tupac? I, I was not familiar with this Tupac photo to begin with. Is that an album cover? Was it for a magazine shoot? I believe this is the famous Tupac photo. Uh, Don't say famous to make me feel bad for not being aware. <laughs> I think it was in the Rolling Stone for those who are listening at okay. home. I'll admit. Uh, for the sake of us trying to sell tickets to the upcoming Mardi Gras event at 1860 Saloon, which you can currently purchase. Um, and also hit up Mr. Denman in the DMs if you're trying to get the hookup on the VIP discount. 
I took a photo. More, wait, uh, just a second. Now. Okay. Where are oh, you and Tupac buying bejeweled underwear? That's mm-hmm. what I want to know. Where, like, I've never seen. I don't go through Target and I'm like, oh, you know what I need is some some Mardi Gras beaded underwear. A lot of people don't know this. There's a guy on the highway at most exit ramps that sell these things that sell oh, bedazzled. I always underwear. ignore them. I think they're asking for money. For wait, well, no, that's the no. thing. That's the. It's kind of like a secret menu at McDonald's. Oh. Like you think they're homeless people, but what you're, they're doing, they're actually selling exclusive. Where? That's why, where? That's, which highway? Uh, generally, like right by the dome in downtown St. Louis before you hop on 170. Or hop on 70, yeah, excuse one, me. 170. No, <laughs> Where are you? Not <laughs> that doesn't make sense. But I, 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 in the photo, uh, which apparently is still online, I don't know how good Yeah, and I'm just leaving it up there, us. too. I think the more importantly, I love that you were, you know, on your security camera in your home, you go around and you're like, I know the government's watching and they're not getting a nipple shot. That's like, very you've true. You've got mm-hmm. your. We are live nipple covers. You have some decency. Your pasties, I think they're called. Well, I was called yesterday the black male Len- Lena Dunham. Uh, yeah. Because you know what? I'm body positive. That's a word. I, know I mean, positive. I right mean, now, like, be you cringing. know, double positive. Gold. I have to go with. <laughs> That's aggressive. I mean, if you look at you compare. I saw that too. So I'm in. So <laughs> for everybody more. listening, I am in. Uh, I, I just Marty like f- leaving this thing up here. Oh, I love I mean, that Travis's the entire face show. is right next to it. It really is right next to my own crotch. <laughs> but I am, uh, if you if haven't seen the Tupac photo, there's a famous Tupac photo from a Rolling Stone photo shoot where he's in a bathtub and he's got a bunch of jewelry around his crotch uh, and he's completely naked elsewhere. Uh, in my photo, I have Mardi Gras, Mardi Gras beads yeah. around my crotch. I'm distracted by Mardi my body. Gras. That's why I can't speak. Uh, Mardi Gras beads around my neck. Uh, two We Are Live stickers on my nipples. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. And are I'm you in wearing, Timberland, I'm are in you wearing boots, boots in I, that photo? I am wearing Timberland boots. <laughs> Where'd you get Timberlands? Uh, they were on sale at Shoe Carnival. So I decided, why not? I, Shoe Carnival. All right, I'll take the photo down mm, for now. Now, I, I would mm, like to say this, though, very Travis. Very disturbing. On that photo, Tupac has a... What was it? A, uh, a thug life tattoo? He did have a thug life tattoo on his around his stomach. Uh, someone suggested you should have a hug life mm. tattoo, right? Mm. I am about the hug life. Someone mentioned that on the Friends of Wall page on Facebook, I think. So we thought we'd just kind of take a look oh, at that God. and see what oh, that might look yes, like. That's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. I love, I love that the font that's been used is like really podgy in comparison to the normal thug life yeah. thing as well. That's actually not even a font. That's me trying to use the draw option. So I drew that actually. But no, you actually, it was thinner than that. It's just the pudge from my stomach. Yeah. spreading the font out. That's actually what it, it's not your fault, Gardner. It no. is, it is my, uh, that's my diabetes hovering around my stomach. Uh, and that's what stretched out the font. So there's hug life. And Look. I love that you've. I love that there's a spaceman left for your belly button as well. <laughs> <laughs> Hugly, uh, hug life. I was conscious of that. <laughs> I was like, no one just gets tattooed over their belly button. Look, we're trying to sell tickets because we really want you all to come out and have a great time with us for Mardi Gras. Uh, it's going to be a ton of fun. It's really you got to talk about an event with drinks and food and music and again. Indoor entry, and for those who have ever been to Mardi Gras, you absolutely understand why that's important. And, of course, restrooms. 
you're going to want that, especially for those Always. who are getting up at 5 a.m. in the morning to start your drinking regimen. So this is a great opportunity. Again, jump into the DMs of at TweetDemon. Let him know that you're interested in purchasing tickets. And he will hook you up with a special We Are Live discount again. That's at 1860's Mardi Gras tent, Saturday, March 2nd. Tickets, $85. Again, includes a Cajun buffet, open bar, live music and giveaways. And again, private bathrooms. And if you've ever gone to a type of event like this, even a large music festival, you understand how important private bathrooms Honestly, are. Honestly, that, that was the big thing. I remember, like, I've only been in St. Louis for a little over two years, and every time Mardi Gras come around, they're like, do you want to buy tickets? And I was like, yeah, like I'm, I'm kind of good. I, I like being out. I right. like being in the dust of the arena sometimes. Right. And, uh, yeah, I think that being out there, and then everyone's like, no, 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 you need to get tickets. And I was like, why? And they were like, bathrooms. Yes. No one, no one, I mean, everyone's so hammered already by 7.30 in the yes. morning. They don't need the free drinks and the, and the food, but you know, as we as we progress in life, yes. you know, maybe there should be a little bit more decorum in our drinking technique. <laughs> the way I he concur. says that, I like that. And then uh, I should just do I should just do adverts for stuff. Yeah. You know, I think that people just trust me. Well, sadly, I have to agree. <laughs> uh, as we were promoting our own show to get set to launch the reimagination of We Are Live, we decided to put together some commercials. And we thought, oh, wow, we have an illegal immigrant in our office. <laughs> Who better to use to give work to than one John Beebe? So you so, thought you'd give work to yourself, Travis? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Basically, yes. <laughs> 34 years under the radar. Take that, U.S. government. <laughs> but in this instance, we were inspired by David Attenborough and the great people over at the BBC who put together, of course, Planet Earth. And we thought, well, we're very odd creepy creatures when people and we just happened to find out that beebs can actually do a pretty good well sir he, david attenborough here's the thing good. is like when we said we would do it i was like david attenborough is an iconic yes, voice it's yeah. like me saying to travis like do a morgan freeman right and you can do when you can I do what was you was a little boy i used to talk like exactly this. like i mean you think mm, oh yeah in no. your own head you can kind of sound like it but i thought this isn't going to work and you we were in this room before it was a full studio <laughs> and we recorded something and then i played it back yeah with chris and you went hold on I mean, <laughs> hold on have you put a British filter on that? <laughs> it was extra British. I was like, Travis, oh we recorded this three minutes ago. <laughs> I was like, no, seriously, is there an app you went to? How did you? And it was like, oh, wow, we got something going here. So we came up with the concept called Planet Wall. Mm -hmm. And boy, oh, boy, was it fun to do. It was, I will acknowledge, we, uh, Gardner and I spent the first few days uh tried to come up with some concepts and we ultimately just said screw it let's just film what we can all in one day and we did a lot of that all in one day and it was exhilarating in the fact that we had ideas and we were just like nah we'll do it it wasn't like a back and forth we would just come up with like hey you should run from the cops and I'd go okay yeah but also one of the one of the one of the funniest thing was is that what, what did we do four videos in yeah. total so I had no idea what the content was i just got a script to turn up in my email and just be like hey can you just record this so i'm recording stuff and i'm like i have no idea what this is going to go next there to. was a moment when it was snowing this day it was one of the snow days yes. travis and i went into the central west end we went into my neighborhood because i we were looking mind you i'm with a black gentleman yes we were looking for the police yes i 
We went because we, <laughs> we needed went. a car. Yes. We wanted a car. Travis wanted to run from the car, even if it was just parked or whatever. He just wanted a shot of him running from it. Right. The best we could find was the uh, golf cart that goes around the west, central west end. <laughs> yeah. And we ended up behind it filming. Yes. And we're like, what are we doing? <laughs> we're trying. We're filming the police. Yeah. We're sneaking them. Out. We're like, what the f? Are we thinking? So we adjusted. Yeah, we did. Because we're like, maybe we shouldn't be doing this. Right. And mind you, everyone else uh, within the company is back at the office, just sweating their balls off, trying to get this thing going. (laughs) And here's Gardner and I in the middle of a near snowstorm, seeking out the cops for a five second shot. (laughs) So you could run away from them. So you could set them up. Literally. The, The surprise in Gardner's voice when he came back and he was like, we went around for an hour. Couldn't find any cops. <laughs> now, like, talk about the odds of living in St. Louis and being the black guy in the city, seeking out the cops and unable to find them. No wonder assaults are up in the yeah. West, Central West End. The problem, the problem really was, is you weren't driving the car, Travis. That's, a good point. That's the problem. <laughs> See, yeah. yeah, black man driving like a mint green Fiat. <laughs> Something's out. So you not get pulled over. <laughs> but uh, we want, we, we've, uh, we, I guess, released some of these. We released all of them on social media. We did. On Twitter, on Facebook. I don't think Instagram. But uh, we released them on the socials we that we use a lot. But we wanted to revisit them since Beebs is in studio with us and just kind of take you through maybe a few of these. Yes. There, there was... The, the director DVD yeah. commentary. I like this. There was the one that, um, the big one, I guess. The okay. one that kind of was all of us. The launching pad. Right. We called this one uh, Planet Wall Creatives. And uh, here's it. On this planet where we reside. Listen to that voice. We find an organism immersed in the saturated realm of the American podcasts. Once unemployed and living off the breast of the American taxpayer, mm, one take. Those have viewed themselves. I love as that. Artists. I love that show. I get asked the about that one. Used millennial term. <laughs> I love my overreaction. Driven with passion, determination, and hunger. The cop shot. But supposed mainly to be. hunger. They are always hungry. These ripe Homo sapiens are changing the landscape of media by using new advances in technology such mm. as the Insta and the Skype. Look at them. Look at that. Pride, Listen to that voice. Charged with energy, the world at their feet. You can see the unwavering love. Ah, that's my favorite shot right there, Chris Carter. Because it's so honest. Yes. Entitled, but they're also full of debt. This is Planet Wow. This is We Are Live. How now, po- how powerful is that? I want to make mention of one part of that one. Okay. It's where the footage of the Instagram is. Yes. Uh-huh. It's twenty-four seconds in. I only know that it's 24 seconds in. Oh, boy. Because of my mother. Oh, dear. We released it online and on Facebook, and then I shared it on my Facebook page. I don't use Facebook a lot. Right. So maybe it's a surprise when I do share something. I only use Facebook when I'm putting the fair file or or melee up. Right. I don't really use it for anything else except for what we do on the show. It's just not what I interact with on a daily basis or interact with people that way on a daily basis. You're a smart man. So we released it about 10 minutes later. My mom starts texting me and it's basically, I'm paraphrasing here. What's that thing with the girls? And I'm like, what? 
because I have no idea she's seen it at this point. Right. She's like, on that, on that video, that thing with the girls. I'm like, what girls? She's like, it's 24 seconds in. Is that supposed to be there? Mm. And I'm like, is that 24 seconds in? And I'm going, and I get there, and I'm like, it's the big booty Instagram thing. Yes. And I go, Mom. Yes. Well, I didn't go, Mom. I was in the process of texting her, and she called me. Like, oh, she's, it was such no. an emergency mm. that she called me. She was so concerned. Yes. My, I haven't asked her, but I'm thinking that she works at Barnes & Noble. Okay. Mid River, St. Peter's area. Fancy. And I'm wondering if she showed some co workers. Ah. Or she put it on the big screen. Oh, so, yeah. The Bards and Noble. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I haven't asked her, but I'm kind of getting that feeling that she might have shown someone. Mm. Like, oh, here's what my boy's up to. He's almost 40 years old, and <laughs> this is what he's up to. So. I'm thinking that's what might have occurred and why there was an immediate... She might, she might be embarrassed by me some. Wouldn't be the first time. Most certainly will not be the last. But I think that's probably what happened. But she was concerned about the... Inst- just and there were, how, how long? The, a second and a half? Yeah, it was barely Maybe? that. Barely that. And she completely... And that, that's what she took from everything. Yes. What, no. what, I re- what I kind of realized as well of doing that was so many people that were coming in the office during the kind of ramp up oh to the boy. show were coming in and you, we'd recorded that weeks before. Right. And someone came in, the real, like when I really realized the, the impact that it had, someone came in and saw the Roomba and was like, oh, your drinks dispenser. And I was like... <laughs> Yep. <laughs> and it took me like 10 minutes to go like, oh, he's referring to the video. That <laughs> the, the, obviously, it's called Ramba. It's the Ramba. You know what? I forgot nope. to write that one down Ramba. the other day. I The other day, Beeps, I called the automatic robot dispenser of sweeping the Ramba. Why? Because I'm an idiot, apparently. You now think that thing... Dispenses like grape soda. <laughs> it's a grape soda robot. Literally the first time we used it, I was like, I'm going to put my drink on it because I think it's funny. Just quickly, just circling back, Richard R. on Facebook said, it's a good thing that the guy on a show relying on Facebook doesn't use Facebook on the regular. <laughs> uh, whatever. Fair point. <laughs> How does this thing work? It's in the Wi-Fi. Well, to Garner's point now... <laughs> I'm now getting those questions because, again, we made the extra effort of trying to get more people uh, to engage with us uh, on the show. And in doing so, our web has gone out wider and it's to the point where now my family members are getting dragged in. So now my mother is a fan of the We Are Live page. Mm -mm. So this has been one interesting week. On top of that, so has my sister, who's currently a senior in college. She has also <laughs> become a friend of our page. And so now she is sending me every new photo update or video <laughs> that involves me. And she's either laughing or she has a bunch of question marks. And this is what I was concerned about. Yes. Nothing so it's like, been an eye-opening week in the Terrell is, household. It has been... <laughs> You don't understand because and Chris gives me a lot of heat about it because he thinks uh, he's like if you're too afraid to do it like they're just gonna have to deal and they just have to understand that this is art and entertainment and I'm like it's not that at all it's just 
to Gartner's situation. There's questions that are going to be asked that I don't know if my answers are going to be adequate enough. Oh, yeah. So, like, so when they see that photo of me looking like a broke-ass Tupac, now that's a 15-minute conversation that's mostly going to be questions that even if answered correctly still will not make sense to her. That's it. I mean, so that's ultimately it. Trying to explain to mom why I did that for us trying to sell Mardi Gras tickets, it still won't register but to her. I, because I love she's that, like, I love why don't you just wait, make a regular commercial with words and keep it moving? And I'm like, mom, you got to <laughs> find you gotta be ways to, I don't. And but I love I that you're put in that creative. situation and Demon's just like, they're going to have to deal with it. And you're yeah. like, Chris, take your shirt off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know why Chris is in the position where Beans yeah. is? Chris is very conscientious about everything. He's always he puts it in front of the camera. Always dangling that carrot. Oh, in front of yes, you. he is. <laughs> Yet somehow, yeah, he walked into this studio. Says, I get that seat. Yes, he was like, I can hide yes, some as far away as the camera as possible. And not only that, the funny thing is, Chris is making us, I think, his fourth appearance on Fox Two News here in St. Louis to promote the Mardi Gras event. So that's why he's not here. He's actually on bigger TV promoting our upcoming Mardi Gras event with 1860. So a guy who is very self-conscious in front of a camera has appeared in front of St. Louis cameras <laughs> on four occasions. I don't know how to explain it. Now, I, has your has your family seen? Oh boy, your Planet Wall oh, promo. That is the one that has been shared by almost every family member that I know that is currently on Facebook. Now, mind you, I've had some great successes and accomplishments over the last few years. They usually don't get touched in the share department. Travis eating a cinnamon roll while drinking a 40 ounce in the shower <laughs> to promote his podcast gets shared by everyone in the family. Let's go to the video. Oh God. Often late, but always on time. The Travis Terrell is one mysterious creature. There's and me. A conundrum Look at those shoulders. Scientists. And there's He's me drinking the, the best part of the video, by the way. Because we're filming this at 9 a.m. Yet this husky <laughs> mammal resides in the quiet cul-de-sacs of North County, St. Louis. The Travis is far from athletic, but his posture and erratic behavior leads his prey to believe he's capable of playing sports. And this is the Unable shot. Oh, mate, boy. The Travis is often lonely, and if left to his devices, is likely to end up eating pancakes in the strip club parking lot. Mm. Oh, brother from another mother. Mm. This is Planet Well. <laughs> this is We Are Live. <laughs> that was one of the hardest lines to say in a British accent was brother from another mother. And you, right, being, and you added it. Because you, I did not have that in the script. <laughs> Beeves just goes, I'm going to add this. I'm like, hey, man, do what you do. Do what you do. Steve W. on Facebook says, this is your response to your mother. <laughs> I'm an artist, mom, and my medium is shame. <laughs> <laughs> You are correct, sir. <laughs> That's a good one. That is really good. I'm peddling shame. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> That's so good. That's good. There were just oh, there man. were moments in the some of the filming we've done and the photo shoots though where I'm, you know, up a ladder. <laughs> like leaning over everything. The oh thing, wow, I'm very orange. Because we are attempting to be <laughs> creatives, if you will. That's the thing. Like because we have, we're again in the middle of our, our upstart of our business, and so things are moving, and a lot of people are coming in and coming out. 
the thing is when you're filming all of this, there are people who don't really understand yet what we're doing in here. Yeah, yeah. So when they come in here and they see a half naked black man surrounded in Mardi Gras beads, they're just, oh God, what have I stepped what? into? <laughs> what is going it's on? Hard to explain. And then, like I said, we did with the reaction video from the Fire Festival. Um, obviously, we're in a beautiful building in Midtown, but there are other offices and businesses uh, within the same building. And when I was yelling, I believe the words were, uh, he's sucking dick for water. Mm -hmm. uh, I was but yelling that. you screamed that. it. Like I was the... screamed it at the top of my <laughs> voice, but I thought the door outside the studio was yeah. closed. Right. It was not. Yeah, it wasn't. You ran out the door and it was. I ran out the door and there's literally like three sponsor clients, uh, <laughs> two <laughs> other business associates for other businesses walking through the hallway. And I could not apologize more profusely than I did. But it was so funny because then we were just like, oh, no, we're a creative agency. Yes. We're, we're creatives. It's fine. <laughs> so they're like, what are you creating? What are you creating? What are you creating? Your, one of your guys just yelled, I'm sucking dick for water. <laughs> this is the thing. It's like within context of what we do, and we, we were talking about this earlier before the show, is like within the context of what we're doing, there's like a linear thought process right. behind it and we're like oh this then this then this and then sometimes you realize you've done three left turns and all of a sudden yes. you're so far away from what yes. you're doing yes. to us it's hilarious and then we put a video out and we're like oh yeah that that could be seen differently by some people and i think i think that day i believe matt whitener was in the offices and uh i was yelling that line for our reaction video for the Travue. And oh boy, coming around the corner after yelling that line, and there's just Matt Whitener standing there, just in shame, but, shaking his head at me. And I couldn't explain myself because what do you say to someone after you have said those lines? Your reaction was priceless. You just walked out and you're like, oh, hey, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Don't quite. Just, so just you're thinking about it. doing a podcast here, huh? <laughs> Welcome. Uh, so, yeah, but uh, Beebs has been our hero from jump uh throughout this entire process uh unfortunately for us and fortunately for him he is going to be traveling across the pond back home to take care of some business so he'll be out of the offices for a while uh but since we have this moment and i've said this to you several times over the last few weeks we cannot thank you enough for getting us to this point because you have been the guy that's been spinning 25 plates at once and not at any point have you gotten a metal bat and smashed it across our faces. <laughs> I just think, I think with stuff like this, what's so interesting was all of us together did that pivot from radio to this. Yeah. And knowing from the get-go, I was like, I know where I want to get it. And when we're still not fully there. Right, right. Like, we're still kind of... We needed to get the thing going to like experience it, see how we're doing, and then like how we can then develop to the next phase, like yeah. phase two of this. But it's just it's been an, an insane amount of fun because it's been a, a balance of like technical stuff yes. and creative, and people learning different things, and also sometimes where it's like people kind of just go, "Oh, well, Beebs knows what he's doing," <laughs> and I just turn around and go, "No, no, no I'm, I'm learning, I'm learning." <laughs> and, and and look, Ed, look, when you have two students. Uh, like Gartner and Travis, you need an extra gallon 
of patience. <laughs> and Beebs has had that for us. So we're incredibly grateful. And we thank him, of course, for stepping in. Most for certainly, yeah. Today. It's been That's fun. how we got all this done. Yeah, we, yeah. Oh, God. I, this, I don't know how this happens without him. Uh, I really <laughs> I, do not. But I, I also have to thank probably a list of 10 people that were on speed dial of like <laughs> wait what is go what is this all about and people have been again insanely patient with we would me talk to and each yeah. other and be like who do we know that can do this yes. yes and it wasn't but this is one cool thing about it though over the many years of all of our different experiences we were able to frequently call on people we have worked with in the past mm -hmm. who were happy to come in and and help us out and lend a helping hand so it was a lot of people who were willing to just step in and Oh, yeah, we've worked with them in the past, and they've been happy but to come in and assist. I think it's also, in, in all honesty, it's a testament to St. Louis. Like, yes. I mean, if you tried to do something like this in London, everyone would be like, you're a competitor now. We don't want to talk to you. Good point. Like, there is that whole, whereas in St. Louis, people say, you're a competitor, but you're going at it at a different angle, yes. and I'd love to see what you're doing and understand the competition. And generally, there's kind of a friendly, competitive nature yes. in this city, and no one's trying to stand on anyone too much or right. anything like that, and everyone's willing to help, and that's one of the things of being in a very creative city yes. that I've seen where I'm like, oh, you can call someone and although you're, you know, you're doing very similar things, people are like, oh, this is great, like blah, blah, blah. And everyone's willing to help and jump in and come and, come and give you a hand. That so is the beauty of the artistic awesome. scene here in St. Louis. And that's why we're so happy to promote uh, so many comedians and so many great acts here in St. Louis. But we're also happy to give great shout outs to the folks who support us specifically tom bannister at realty a realtor for circa properties uh so why work with tom gardner you ask i have spent all my life in st louis building an extensive eight-year background in sales client relationships uh tommy is a fourth generation st louisans and sales is in his blood he was raised listening to stories learning lessons on persuasion presentation and problem solving from his father he considers who he considers the best salesman he has ever known. He strives to make the process of selling your home as easy as possible for sellers. And he has a full team supporting him and trying to make this happen. He prides himself on the ability to listen and deliver what his customers want and to make sure they are having fun along the way. So if you're looking to take care of your realty needs, make sure you hit up tom.bannister, B-A-N-N-I-S-T-E-R, at circus, S-T-L-C-I-R-C-A-S-T-L.com, or 314-393-5386. Many of the great people who, of course, support us here on We Are Live. We hope you all are having a great day. It is Friday. Thank God. Let's get the uh, fair file out there. Let's get it out 100%. there indeed. What is today's file of fairness? Now we have a little bit of a British thing. Oh, since our friend John Beebe is in. Uh, you want to email WAL, wall, at weareliveradio.com for mm. your submissions. We'll read them at the end of the show. Okay. Travis, I think you're reading them today. I, boy, oh boy, I am. What did I sign up for? Uh, yeah. Why? Maybe. <laughs> if you can log into the email, that's necessary. Oh, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'm... I'll get that info to you. I'll make sure you get it's it. It's in the Wi-Fi. Don't worry. Yeah. So. We'll find it in the Wi-Fi. <laughs> they can find your pictures, hack your pictures and... I'm sure we can get some text over to you. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, that's where you want to go to put your uh, submissions in. Okay. The winner will get a $10 gift certificate to Buzz's Hawaiian Grill. Mm -mm. Fair or foul today? 
monarchies. Mm. That's it. Just that's it. <laughs> that's it. Today's Farafile. Monarchies. Monarchies. And I will tell you, in the UK, it is a 50-50 split on whether that's worthwhile having one. Because I, I think, I mean, from what I've been able to see, people really like, oh, it's great for tourism, but at the same time, what, what's the... What's at the what co cost? At what cost? <laughs> that's honestly, and I'm very, I'm kind of bipartisan on it. I'm really? Like, it's fun and it's great and it's, it's part of what the UK is, but, you know, like they do a lot for charities and raising money and right. things like that, but... That's way too serious. For Are you freaked out about how much Americans love the royal family? Oh, so I've got a, a fun fact about that. When we had the royal wedding with Kate and Will. Right. Uh, so there's a big kind of roundabout out the front of um, uh, the palace. Right. And they put up these temporary structures for all the TV studios. So it was just boxes. Okay. And then they did that. There was, I think, two for UK television. Right? Different channels. Right. And... It, <laughs> For the U.S., there were 17. Shut up. For the U.S., just, it's like, that's how many people were there. I was like, it's insane. I remember when, uh, and now I'm going to trip over, George, the first, their firstborn was oh, born. Okay. We took off from the U.K. and we were flying to the U.S. And the first thing they said when we landed was, it's a boy and his name is George, and the, the plane erupted. And Shut I was like, up. what is, go where at? It was like being in a movie theater in <laughs> South St. Louis. Everyone's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, what? I, by the way, I don't understand. I go to the movie theater to go and experience yeah. and be enveloped into a movie. Right. And when I have someone screaming behind me, mm. like, and I was just like, I, I can't do this. I, I've now got a, a projection screen in my own home mm. to really enjoy movies. Yeah, it's something. I don't know what it is about why people who go to movies and they talk through movies and they love to clap and cheer. Uh, African-Americans are notoriously known just for being quiet people who just sit there, mm. sitting on their hands, taking in the storyline, taking in the character development. They're not one to truly react to things online. They just simply uh, mm. they see of, the theater and they just sit there, eat their popcorn, and at the end of the it, they just head on out the door into the parking lot, shake hands with the person next they to them, and like, leave. One of one of my film. one of my most favorite moments was I was watching. I went to go and see like a a pre like a preview of this like horrific horror movie. I'm right. not into horror movies at all. And right. it was this thing. I think it's called Inside. It's a French movie. I watched it in New York. And I'm not joking. It was so messed up. I was laughing hysterically. Jesus. And it like messed me up for a good two days afterwards where I was like, it was like a psychological. Like, oh, it just, wow. Like, I don't know if you've seen a movie called Knock Knock with Keanu Reeves. I have because uh, there's a couple scenes in there that end up in my queue so for whatever reason. <laughs> but yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. What that but I just never forget something horrific happened like someone's face got slashed off or something like that in this movie. And just what made me, what triggered my laughter was this African-American guy behind me just went, God damn. <laughs> and, and I just burst into hysterics because it wasn't like, ah, or anything like that. I was just like, what an amazing reaction. Someone's face has been cut off. And that's your reaction. It's so understated, but utterly brilliant. I, I think I, I said this. I think the reason why Black Panther was so successful uh, is because the director, Ryan Coogler, knew call and response. And it's a thing, of course, in black churches where you know, the preacher, the pastor will say something and he would encourage a back and forth with the audience. And it's kind of a thing that you will see a lot of black creatives do because it's just part of the culture. And it's funny to see 
that in the movie theater and then see white people just look at the rest of the movie theater as to what did we just miss? What yeah, yeah. just happened? So I, I, I would say I'm sorry for my people in the reaction, but honestly, every time I go to a movie theater and there are a ton of black people and they're adding their commentary, it adds to but the film. One thing that I do love is when there is a thing in a community, I mean, let's just say a black community where they right. do stuff and, and then white people start doing it without realizing <laughs> what they're doing. Like I went to go and see Jurassic 5 play in London, right? right? In a predominantly black area of London. There wasn't one black person. So this is, a, if you don't know who Jurassic 5 are, they're an American, LA uh, hip hop band. Uh, all black members, okay. and they come, to, they come to London, and it is a sea of white people going to see it, because their music hit the white middle class, and everyone loved it, right? right. But they do this thing where they would, like, they would turn the lights on, and then the lights off on the crowd, and they'd be saying, five, and everyone would be putting their hand in the air like that, and they go, five, close, five, close, and it finished with them going, close, and there's a sea of white people doing the black power oh, symbol wow. with all the lights on, and I just turned to my friend, and I was like, do you think anyone has any idea what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> like, it was such a weird thing where people were like, we're totally involved in this. My and then you're like, word. oh, wow. Like, and it's because you're, it's subliminal, essentially. Right. And then you're like, oh, th oh, that's what we're doing. Right. So, anyway, quickly, Yale Hollander is uh, just putting oh, multiple. This, oh, this is the multiple. Hey, can you make sure you get the invoices on standby? Uh, I'm, I'm just always curious as to what Yale Hollander has to add or he's willing to promote. What does he have to say, Beebs? It's just, I, I mean, I, I can't count them, but maybe. And I quite like it because I've got one right here. <laughs> he's got... About 25 of these British flags. Oh, for the love of just, God. So, which, oh, they're just lying which, around the studio. They're eh? just, I mean, they just fall from the sky. What it, and now oh. I've got oh, a top hat. Oh, look at that. He's got a top hat. What the hell is going on? What the is this? The red coats are coming. Oh, my God. I thought we'd uh, have a little fun here in this first segment, <laughs> Travis, and try to learn more about the United Kingdom. Okay. Uh, Great Britain. Because uh, those are different things, by the way. I England, that's different, different. Different as well. Those are all three different Great, things. Great Britain and England are different. Do you know the, the original American flag was this in the corner, not your stars. Right. It was this in the corner and then the stripes. Oh. You're welcome for what we built, by uh, the way. Oh, oh boy. boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, I'm about to say, oh, boy. Yeah. Um, so we thought we'd play a little game called Truth or Tall Tale. Oh, God. We're... I'm going to make a statement. Beebs will elaborate on that statement. And Travis, you will have to guess whether or not Beebs is telling the truth or if it's a tall tale. Now, some of these statements will be about Beebs himself. Okay. Some of them will just be, a, be about a country, a region across the pond. Oh so boy. it's going to be British-themed. Okay. It's going to have that kind of tent to it. Here's, a di here's, a, here's so the difficult thing for me. Is I, I pride myself on transparency and truth. <laughs> and I absolutely love that. And now I'm being forced <laughs> to, to potentially lie. <laughs> Beebs is really one of the most honest people I know. So this is going to hurt my heart. <laughs> right. He's lying throughout any of this. Are you ready for a statement? I'll make a statement. Ah. Beebs will... Uh, Maybe say a few words on it. Okay. And Travis, you, can, you, 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 can can ask, you you'll ask questions about the statement okay, as well. Okay. So he can kind of elaborate some and you have to decide whether or not he's telling the truth or if it's a tall tale. Okay. Cheerio. And my aim right. is to make you believe no matter what that I'm telling the truth. Okay. So let's start with this. Beebs once smoked a cigarette with actor Sean Bean. 
Ned Stark from Game of Thrones. That's to many people, to me, he's Ian from National Treasure. No, oh, boy. That's he's, also in, he's also in, um, he's uh, Goldfinger, no, not Goldfinger, that's the wrong one, Goldeneye. He wasn't Goldeneye. He plays 006, I think. Yes, Is it does. tough to be an actor with the last name Bean in England, knowing that's a good that... Point. Mr. Oh, Mr. Bean? Bean? Yeah. No, I don't think, I've never made that connection. But could you imagine Sean Bean playing Mr. Bean? Yeah. That would be... And Mr. Sean Bean's Be probably the biggest celebrity in England, at least in my mind. He is. He's paraded that. around in a golden chariot. <laughs> only every, every third Sunday. It's the only time it happens. So there it is. All right. Beebs once smoked a cigarette with actor Sean Bean. You have any questions for him? All right, Beebs. Uh, where were you when you were smoking the cigarette with Sean Bean? I was on a movie set. In what city? In London. What was the movie? The movie was a movie called The Dark, which you may not have seen. Um, and he was playing a farm. The no, he wasn't playing the wife of a farmer. He was a farmer. Okay. And uh, yeah, it was a TV studio. And uh, yeah, it was him and um, Maria Bello, who you may know. <laughs> from oh boy uh coyote ugly she plays the main bar oh that's right she's very pretty oh why were you on set uh i was on set because my stepfather who you know is an actor right, that was, is true. was in that the is movie. a fact okay now it gets interesting because he brought the stepfather mm -hmm. in and i do know for a fact that Beeb's stepfather is a, a very a relatively popular actor so I, oh boy, uh, when did this take place? What year? Oh, uh, I think I was about 17. So about 16, oh God, that was 16 years ago? <laughs> the early aughts then, I guess. The early aughts, yes. Okay. Travis, as a smoker, you should ask, well, I would ask, what kind of cigarette was it? Yes. <laughs> what kind the of cigarette, cigarette was The it? only cigarette that I smoke. Which is Marlboro Lights. Can mm. we get that as a spot? No, we can't get that as a spot. <laughs> 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 the only industry forced to advertise against itself. Right, I'm about to say, I don't, I don't think so. And, that, we get stream, and the stream goes down, like your phone just blows up. Right. It blows up from Facebook going, no, you can't advertise you can't advertise. You think if we could have cigarette sponsors, I wouldn't have Newport by now? <laughs> That's a good point. Um, man, the fact that I know that your stepfather is indeed an actor makes this a little bit more intriguing okay. and very possible. Okay, I'm going to cut you off now, Travis. Is he telling the truth or is it a lie? Is it a truth or tall tale? I already screwed up the name of my game. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to go and say that it is the truth because B travels. Makes sense. He would be on a set. He uh, used to be a, a smoker. So, yes, I am going with Beebs telling the truth. It is the truth yes wow. yes good I was, job i was on the edge there at first but recalling that he does have actors in his family kind of made it a little bit more sensible yeah. nice nice I, uh, that was well he, done. um i actually it was right at the time he'd just done lord of the rings Shut and up. i st i stood there and i was a and you smoked lord a cigarette with and him. i literally it was, it was it was the indoor version it was the set it was the ealing film studios and it was the indoor set of the cottage that they lived in right 
and um, yeah, my stepfather's in it, and he gets trampled to death by sheep. It's a hilarious moment. And uh, anyway, we go. It's kind of that Meet Joe Black scene. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Exactly. Oh yeah. When he just bounced. I watched that again. Every time, every time I watch that scene, I laugh hysterically. My mum saw Meet Joe Black this Christmas for the first time. Did she laugh as well? No. She was like, "Why are you laughing? This is horrific." Everyone laughs at that. Everyone loves it. But uh, yeah, they opened up the big doors. It was a set break, and I walked out, and he was stood there, and I was like. This is amazing. And then started talking to him, and I was just like, I just have to ask you one question. Bear in mind that I'm the biggest James Bond fan. I didn't ask him about James Bond. Wow. I only asked him about Lord of the Rings. And yeah, he was a very, very, very nice human being. He's an intense actor, a guy that I believe has probably spent 90% of the roles in his life playing the bad guy. Yep. And he plays a bad guy as well as anyone. And I would imagine that would have been intimidating. Why, why didn't you not shit your pants? Well, I think it was... Growing up and being, I've always grown up in like theater, the arts and things like that. And right. being on set with someone like that, it's, I mean, I didn't know, like, I've met people like Rachel Weisz, who's from the, the original Mummy movie and right. things like that. And I think that when you meet those people, you have to very quickly say, and you've met, you know, right. insanely famous people as well. You have to very quickly say they're human. And if I freak out, there's only been one yeah. time in my life that I fully freaked out. And if you've watched the British office, or Pirates of the Caribbean, there's a guy called Gareth from the British office, Mackenzie Crook. Yes, yes. He's the guy whose eye falls out all right. the time. And, <laughs> and I worked with him, and I completely freaked out when I met him. I'd Gosh, probably so. do that for Benedict Cumberbatch. That makes sense. That's I, a, okay, I got some more statements here for okay, you, Okay, okay. All right, here's the next one. While playing the children's game British Bulldog with friends, Biebs accidentally burned down his parents' carriage house oh when he was six years old. Okay. How did you burn down? Mm -hmm. So growing up, I have always had an affinity with fire. My parents think that I'm a pyromaniac. Uh, maybe, maybe six years old, my parents would let me do my own fireworks displays. I mean, they're insane. And um, oh boy. So yeah, we were we were messing around, and I used to always play with matches and stuff like that. And we were playing in the caravan. And or carriage house, as, as you call it. And I was sparking matches, and one didn't go out, and it landed on the carpet and <gasps> oh set fire. Yeah. Okay. I have never... This is still brought... It was brought up at my brother's wedding last week. Like, people like, oh, yeah, do you remember when you did that? And mm -hmm. I was like, ah. Oh, yeah. How do you forget? How do you forget? <laughs> but, yeah, I was always a pyromaniac. I used to set fire to things. I once set fire to an entire cornfield. So Interesting. I'm going to make this quick. I'm going to be honest with you. I did see photos from your brother's wedding from Laza a couple of weeks ago. And so after seeing how incredibly intimidating uh, your, your father looks, uh, I'm going to say this is bullshit. This is a tale. This is not true. I'm coming out the gate letting everybody know. No way could this have happened. Beeps. It is, in fact, False. Ah, it's a tall yeah. tale. Yeah. Tall tale. However, uh oh. Gardner came up with that lie yesterday. He said, <laughs> when doing this, you burn a carriage. I legitimately burnt a caravan to the ground. Oh my God, man. Yeah, and it was pretty much exactly that. The British Bulldog <laughs> thing's the only lie in there. I, and I was not six years old, I was about eight years old. And, legit, and he said that, and, he, and I was like, Oh my God, like you're so close to the truth. Okay. This, this, is, this is another case where I probably shouldn't be working here. I probably should just be an FBI profiler. 
I think I can just feel things. I don't know. Maybe I have psychic abilities too. <laughs> but they, they get muddied some. I don't know what's going on. So Gartner's two dream jobs he's expressed this week is doorman, FBI profile. Yeah. At well, look at this hat t- for the doorman. At the same <laughs> do look time. Good in that hat. <laughs> Mrs. Windsor. <laughs> Maybe you could be the very first FBI profiler. Who's the doorman at the headquarters yeah, of the I, FBI? Oh, what a great nickname for a profile. It's the doorman. Doorman, that is pretty tough. Oh, that's that a pretty tough. good that's nickname. Pretty good. That's a good nickname. Call me the doorman from now on. Oh, my God. Why do they call him the doorman? You don't want to know. You don't want to know. Man, we gotta, and this is a big case. We need to bring in the best. We need someone that can get to the bottom of this. I know the guy. Who? Who are you bringing in? The doorman. No, not him. I can't handle him. He's a loose cannon. Are you kidding me, man? Are you serious? Are you willing to risk your reputation to bring in the doorman? Come on, chief. Who else are we going to bring in? The doorman is, he was there to solve the JFK assassination. He was there when 9-11 happened. Who else to solve this crime than the doorman? Here, here I'll do this. The doorman. <laughs> Did you just sip your cap? I doffed. You doffed, doffed the guy yeah. It's like they thought they were safe. They okay. were wrong. I got another one for you. <laughs> okay. Biebs is a lord. Oh, wow. This is interesting because this would be the equivalent of people thinking I'm related to Nelly because I'm black and I live in St. Louis. So it would be mm-hmm. to say that Biebs is a lord because he's from um, Great Britain. Jolly old England. Um, but uh, I did see again photos from that amazing wedding that Biebs attended of his brothers. Uh, who? Now you bes- can ask questions. Okay, here. yeah, because I'm about to ask, who bestowed you with this lordship? Uh, it was given to me on my uh, 21st birthday. Mm. Was there a ceremony? Uh, no, you just uh, there. The Lord's isn't high enough to be, you know, you're not a um, equerry or anything like that. So. Like a sir. You're not a sir. You don't go to the queen. She doesn't tap you with a sword or hit you on the head. You just—it's a certificate that you get, and it's you give. What did you given, do to accomplish this? You're given a plot of land. It's just—it's uh, lineage. It's like becoming royalty. Oh, okay. It's, it's just a, it gets passed down, and it's it's, it's by owning being Lord of. Uh, Lord of the land, basically. Not the land. Oh, I like Lord, of, Lord Abel, of the land. Lord which of the is land. why we have the House okay. of Lords in the UK and the House of Commons. The Commons were the people, the Lords were the people that owned the land. That's how it works. And how old were you again? 21. So 21st birthday gets given to you. Mm. Is your brother a Lord? Huh? Is your brother a Lord? No. Okay. I am going to say this is true um but gosh i've never heard you bring this up and i feel like if you were a lord man you would at least drop that shit at least once a week yeah and that's crazy and i feel like there would be a major like a huge certificate in the office just reminding people oh i'd I'd remind you every day but i somehow you're you're an eerily humble guy i don't know why sometimes like why are you humble you're a very smart tall person and you should, should I, be a little bit more arrogant some, should i just give you some help from the audience yeah let's get some help from the audience uh so richard r is saying isn't the lord a title you inherit which is what i said uh this is such bs from gavin m 
uh, who's a great St. Louis musician. Yes, he is. And now he's just laughing hysterically. <laughs> just. I so, am. It man, would be. It would be on my beats for now, like a year and a half now, and I don't recall him ever bringing this up in conversation. But then again. That's kind of an an okay, ad hat you thing gotta, to do. You're, okay. you're now the you're person on who wants to be a millionaire yeah. oh, who doesn't know the answer. Yeah. Hey, do you want a 50-50? Yeah. Yeah. I either am or I'm not. You are <laughs> true or tall tale. Okay, you are a lord. I think you are telling the truth. It is the truth. <gasps> nice. I have a certificate as well, which I can bring in. Why don't prove. you bring this up often? Because I'm, you know, I'm modest. Dude, you're a lord. I'm just not a mouth. Oh, <laughs> by the way, we forgot to intro this segment. Yes. We have a new mouth band. We're calling it uh, Arctic Mouth Keys. <laughs> Why? Here we go. There we go. Well, that's Arctic that? Mouth Keys. I'm doing collaborations I now. <laughs> He's doing some side projects. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I uh, fill in every once, just on tours. Not in studio, just on tours, really, oh Travis. Boy. So don't worry. Okay. So uh, you got that one right. I got some more for you here. Okay. All right. Let's try this one. Just, Beebs. Quick, just quickly, yeah. there is a friend of mine that's in the chat, uh, Anne, Anne Fisher-Jackson, who thinks that everything I say is utter rubbish. Yes. And mainly because I have this thing of, pe with a British accent, people believe any yes, anything I you say. I, I, and that's true. But I have this rule that it's a three-month grace period. So mm -hmm. after three months, uh, people then just go, you're just full of shit. That's yeah. it. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, my three-month grace period is, is strongly over with them. So. Um, <laughs> Let's see, January, February. Well, we're almost there with us, too. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. very true. All right, so this I'm, section's going to be over in two weeks. Right. <laughs> I will say, though, I am three for three, if I'm not mistaken. You are yep. correct. All right. I know All Biebs right. better than I thought. How about that? Biebs is not allowed in William Shakespeare's hometown of Stratford-upon-Avon, as redheaded people are banned from entering its village limits. Oh, my God. I'm, gonna even, I'm not even going to go. Let's, that's false. That's the most ridiculous thing in the world. I don't believe that's a thing. That's so false that it may be true. Shoot. Uh, okay, let's ask some questions really quickly. Uh, when did this law go into effect? Uh, I've, I don't know. It's been there for the, the whole of time. I mean, in the same that you have ridiculous laws where, you know, you can't, you know, hold a turtle above your head in Iowa or something mm. stupid like that. Is that true? I have no idea. No, you oh, know, okay. you know the, the, there are those ridiculous laws right. that someone put it in, like... Yeah. Like in London, in the taxi cabs, if they're not carrying a bale of hay in, right. a, in a hackney carriage in the trunk of their car, what we call the boot, <laughs> you can be arrested for it. Because the old hackney carriages were horses, so when they would do their business, you'd have to get out and put the hay down on the ground to soak it up. Uh, so there are these old, insane laws in the UK that I have no idea why they exist or for what reason. Um, but yeah, so let's say... The 1500s, probably when they thought ginger people were, you know, the devil, the devil mm -hmm. or witches sense. or whatever. I am actually going to call bullshit on that. I do not. I'm going to say it's false. It is, in fact, a tall tale. Mm. Ah, okay. Mm. I was like, man, William Shakespeare. I mean, uh, yeah, that would be. Um, 
an asshole. Wayne Shakespeare did. loved redheads. I was about to say that would just be so, <laughs> so rude. All right, got, it, got some more here. Okay. Huh. Biebs has sipped tea with the queen on two occasions. Were you physically present with the queen? No, we did it over Skype. Yes, of course I was physically. What? I'm just, yo, it could be like, I don't know, do they televise tea time in, in England? I don't know how that works. You're like the person that if you watch church on TV, that means you went? Yes, yeah. that's what I was okay. thinking. I, I like, listened oh, to, to the rebroadcast. So I, uh, I had tea with the queen. Oh, right? I went to Midnight Mass. Yeah. You watched the Pope on television. <laughs> on two occasions? You watched a YouTube clip. Come on now. I'm religious. Can't, can't you go to jail if you lie on the queen? Huh? Can't you go to jail this if you This isn't your game, Travis. Okay. So, uh, um, <laughs> Travis just makes stuff up. <laughs> uh, let's see. That is such a. No one just has tea with the queen. No one does that. You have to request an audience because I've watched the queen on Netflix and I know how that works. So that is bullshit. False. No way. Have you had tea with the queen? Not even two a, times. Not even, twice. Not even a. Not even a question as to why or how. That's what's I don't so funny. It doesn't matter. You are not going within two hundred feet of the queen. Why? No one would allow that. There's you, not a person on the, this planet I know that her, would allow that. Know he's a lord. Yeah, under you know the story. You know the story. The first time I tried your, your, your herbal. Yes. That I that the first time I did that, I was in Kensington Palace. Man, I find that difficult to believe. Man, I don't think you would do that. I don't think you because I think All the right. queen is the real Beyonce in England. <laughs> And mm-hmm. so she, if uh, she's treated as half she, as we treat our queen, Beyonce, queen. In, in America, then I would, you would like to have tea twice yeah. with England's Beyonce. Beyonce Z. Yeah, that, yeah. If you had, tw- no, you would be bragging to the hills about Why? that. Because if I had tea, like within two miles of Beyonce, I would brag about it. So no, you're, that's But false. I'm a lord and no, I, don't I don't brag about it. it. Nope. Don't believe it. No way you had tea with the queen Beats. twice. It is a tall tale. Thank you, Gardner. We've got to we've got to work on we've got to work on these uh, these falsehoods. I was gonna because I'll be honest with you. I wanted that to be false because if that was real, I was gonna be like, "What the hell are we even doing? Why don't you just do your own damn podcast?" But in, because you're a lord who's had tea with the queen twice. But, <laughs> but in in this, Gardner was just asking me like random questions about like ridiculousness about my life. <laughs> but one of my best friends from school, his dad is the queen's equerry, which is essentially her PA. Any photo that you see of the queen in it, he's over her left Are shoulder. Are you serious? Legitimately, like, that's why I've been in, I, I've stayed in Kensington Palace multiple times. Dude, I love the queen. So, I love that show. It's, Claire uh, Foy. Claire Foy for watching. No, I'm talking about the real oh, queen, not oh, some American. Oh, my bad. Is oh. that who you thought I had uh, tea with? That's I thought Claire you like, Foy. You had Claire, Claire Foy, because. That's why it didn't seem realistic. That is a quality <laughs> white woman. That is a quality huh. white woman. <laughs> I got another one for you, Travis. Okay, what do you got? Actress Kira Knightley's parents attended Beeb's mom's wedding. Okay, yeah, okay. That's the equivalent of I used to play three on three basketball with Sterling K. Brown and his. Did you? I could have, mm-hmm. but it's more believable. That sounds like to like. Gosh, I'm going to say that's true because um, you come from a very famous family. So I can absolutely. I'll I'll reiterate this message from Travis when I go home this week. Your family is so regal. When I saw the (laughs) wedding photos, I was just like, man, this is the fanciest family. I like them. Um, So I'm going to say that is actually true. This is true. 
Ah, nice. However, so I have, misinterpreted this when I was a kid because okay. they got married. My mum got married to my stepdad, the right. actor, on my 16th birthday. Okay. And for some reason, I don't know why, I had it in my head that it was right around the time the Harry Potter books were coming out. Right. And I thought J.K. Rowling was at the wedding. So I'd been telling people oh, for years, legit, I'd been telling people for years, the person that wrote Harry Potter was at my parents' wedding. And like legitimately believed it. It was just, I, like, it wasn't like, it was like oh, I'm going to lie. Fact. I'm going to lie about no, it. It was like, oh, I knew. So it right, Elizabeth Warren has run into the same problem. <laughs> 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 and this is this is the story that made Anne, who I told you about earlier, like I told that, and then my mum came to town. We all went to dinner, and that she's a huge Harry Potter fan. She was like, "Really?" Was Jake? And my mum was like, "No," and I was like, "What?" She and I looked as confused as everyone else. And then they were like, "No," but Kira Knightley's parents were, and I was like, "Why?" Why have I never met Kira Knightley? I'm about to say, why have you mm -hmm. not met? Kira well, Knightley? I have met Kira Knightley, but by my own my own thing. Or maybe that's a lie. Who knows? Oh, this is the best thing is now Damn I can it. play this all the time with Travis. Has Biebs met Kira Knightley? I think he has. I think at some point if the parents were at your mom's wedding that you have had to met Kira Knightley. So yes, I believe that's true. I have body checked Kira Knightley. Oh my God, where you're like at a bar or a club? No, I was running around the back of a TV set and <gasps> on the back of a TV you set, this huge... hurt that beautiful woman. Oh, I fully like nearly took her off her feet. Oh, Jesus and Christ. And I bumped into her and I was like, I'm sorry. And then carried on running and I just stopped <gasps> and I was like, oh, that was Kira Knightley. Oh my God. Did you apologize profusely? Please I literally went, sorry, and then carried on running. But I was like, it was in the dark. And I mean, she is wafer thin. Yeah. I'm surprised I didn't snap her in half. Damn. So, yep. Damn, Kira right. Knightley, baby girl. I'm sorry. There's a truth or tall tale for today with Beeps. Nice. We well go. done. This is going to be a fun game. Hopefully, we can play again a few more times. Well, I was saying, I was saying as I'm in the UK next week, from the homeland, I will probably try and video oh, chat for that, for that segment. That'll be, be, <laughs> be good. Uh, before we uh, move on to the rest of the show, uh, I want to, of course, acknowledge more of the great sponsors that support We Are Live. And that, of course, is Gateway Powder Coating. They, of course, uh, jumped on board uh, of this fine program uh, when we were St. Louis Live. GatewayPowderCoating.com for all capabilities or visit in person at the shop at 1500 Progress, West Lane, O'Fallon, Missouri, 63366. Don't let your metal be ruined by moisture, heat, or other unsavory circumstances. Gateway Powder Coating protects your metal. Uh, they're actually designing a really sweet logo for our office, and we can't thank them enough. So for all your powder, coat, powder coating needs, excuse me, uh, make sure you reach out to our great friends at Gateway Powder Coating. Also, as I mentioned at the top of our first segment, uh, we have a really cool event we're doing over the next two weeks with the folks at 1860 Saloon. Uh, this upcoming Sunday is the Poskers party. Sunday, February 24th uh, from 2 to 5 p.m. immediately following the pet parade. So I believe the pet parade starts around 1. And once everyone starts uh, leaving the pet parade with their really adorable animals. Make your way on over to 1860 Saloon. We're going to be having competition for Best Dressed and Best Actor Awards on the red carpet. It's going to be a ton of fun. Bring your pups. Bring yourself. Again, that's Sunday, this upcoming Sunday, February 24th, starting at 2 p.m. as we get set for the human Oscars as well. 
Uh, also, we have later in the show, yesterday had an opportunity to sit down with a former vice president, uh, executive producer of WCW, Eric Bischoff. Uh, for those who don't know maybe what WCW is, uh, it was one of the biggest uh, brands in professional wrestling uh, for numerous decades. It was the head-to-head competition against what you now know as the WWE. And for 83 weeks in the late 90s, WCW absolutely dominated WWE to the point where it almost forced WWE out of business. Uh, Eric Bischoff was the brainchild behind the renaissance of WCW. He is doing his live podcast here in St. Louis at Off-Broadway this Saturday night. I believe tickets are still available. Reach out to our friends at um, Band from Ringside. They're helping putting this on. Oh, amazing. Uh, so we, I had a chance yesterday to sit down with him, had a quick interview. He is uh, attached to this upcoming project. I don't know if you've seen this with Chris Hemsworth, who will be playing Hulk Hogan in an upcoming film being directed by Todd Phillips. Of course, you may know Todd Phillips from the Hangover movies. So uh, Eric Bischoff is attached to this uh, and apparently Academy Award nominee Bradley Cooper as well is going to be attached to this project. And it was announced to the Hollywood Reporter that Chris Hemsworth, yes, Thor, is going to play Hulk Hogan in this biopic uh, that they will start putting together, I believe, uh, later in 2019. Have you seen the Chris Hemsworth movie Rush? I have. I have indeed. He is incredible. He's a great actor, and he has truly evolved as, oh, okay, that guy is the go-to guy. Like That's the guy who is becoming the next great action star, great actor. Originally, he was just completely ripped, blonde hair, and just doing that stuff. And it's like, and now it's like he's a legitimately great actor. He is a very good actor. So we'll have that interview for you in the second segment of the show. We have gone way over our normal talking time because we're having so much damn fun. Thank you all who are currently tuning in on Facebook and those who have downloaded today's podcast. We're going to take a quick break. This is We Are Live. I'm Travis Terrell. And for Chris Demon today is John Beebe. Bree is on the road safely heading to Nashville. And of course, Gardner producing this fine program. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. 